I clipped that. All right, I'm starting fresh. Let's actually do it. California wasn't even a state. Right? <laughs> Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. A maiden. <laughs> um, obviously, we're very giddy and excited for the Super Bowl uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's 10:53 in the morning in California. At 3:30 tomorrow, the Super Bowl kicks off, and people will be diving Central into time. my. People will be absolutely diving in to my to my wings that I bring mm. to the party and my and my cauliflower wings that I bring to the party. Fuck yes, for the Luke. for the folks that don't eat meat because we're in SoCal, baby. That's so inclusive of you, a um and climate aware, b. But I also want to say I've been toying with my lineup. What do I want to eat for the Super Bowl? We've talked about this on years past. Different like uh, top five of what you could have for a Super Bowl meal. It's always wings. But I wing it every time. Since my significant other, my fiance, the love of my life, is going to have a little trip with a friend over the weekend starting on Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to be by myself. I'm not having a group come over. I'm going to be locked in. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I was originally going to do wings, but it's just going to be me. Do I want to make a huge plate of wings? That sounds fun. Big mess, too. But I decided... You know, D doesn't like the taste of crab. I have had snow crab, like two pounds of it, sitting in my freezer for a year now. And it's going to go bad, like, in the next six months, I think. I'm going to make a big-ass pot Dude, of if I don't need the snow crab, if I don't need the snow crab, it's going to go bad. It's going to go bad. <laughs> I am making a gigantic pot of gumbo with crab, shrimp, andouille sausage, and chicken. And I am just going to fucking mow down on that over rice during the Super Bowl. I'm very fucking excited. Crab boil going on at Inn's house. It's so you funny. Know, it's like a very, uh, I, when you told me that, well, cause D's going to Louisiana, right? She's okay. Let's to, just fucking um, share her location via Apple share. Okay. There's a reason I said to, girls trip and I didn't specify. Yeah. That's where she's, she's going. going. To New Orleans. That's where she's going. And, and none of our 11 followers suddenly get a ticket to New Orleans in the next two days. Please don't. Uh, Aiden will be terrified. Allie just um, is there like in a cafe waiting with a king cake. Hey, girls. It's so funny. My sister she was like goes, hey, thinking girls. about doing New Orleans, too. It's so funny. Regardless, it's interesting and kind of adorable that you're like spiritually cooking like bayou food. Oh, <laughs> so no, that was part of it trip. because we've been talking it was, about it was New conscious? Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about okay. New Orleans for like Good. two weeks straight. And I'm like, Good. fuck, I want to get some Cajun food. Even last night I made shrimp Alfredo and I seasoned it Cajun style. So like, let's get real. We're going for Taylor's birthday, her golden birthday. I've invited Aiden <laughs> so many times. He just so looks at me like with fucking black eyes, like Jaws, the shark. And it's just like, um, yeah, all right. Did I not say that if the IRS doesn't try to pilfer every last penny I have left, <laughs> that I would buy a ticket to LA next month? Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny because we're poor that like we can we can say that. But if we had a lot of money and we tried to bitch about <laughs> about that, we would just look like scumbags, yep. wouldn't we? Okay, poor, Luke. Though. Let's talk about football. Where do we begin? I think we should probably talk a little bit about the conference championship very quickly, games. Very quickly, since they're old now. Then, we're, we're post-Pro Bowl Yeah, we can games. talk a little bit about the state of the league, um, so maybe some hires. 
some NFL honors before hires. previewing the Super Bowl. Um, we Hall of Famers. We have discussed before we started the podcast that since Luke and I are tied in the postseason bet, that we should probably decide if we were going to pick different teams for Super Bowl winner. We both ended up picking the Chiefs, so to bury that lead, but we will need to figure out a tiebreaker at some point before the end of the episode. I'm taking the over. You don't have to, though. I already did it. Okay, well then, there we go. All right, let's talk about the first of two conference championship games before we lead up to the Super Bowl. The first one, I thought... The score did not really indicate how this game went. Chiefs beat the Ravens 17-10. to And what I thought was a lot more lopsided than that one score game indicates. It was ugly. I was uh, at the Chiefs bar, as listeners may remember. I was a sleeper cell for Lamar. Did not um, help at all. I was having too much fun at the Chiefs bar for the Ravens to win. It's my fault. Because uh, I was having a ball, dude. They had these... Huge! I sent a picture to Aiden and T. I was like these huge beer towers. Uh, God, <laughs> like I miss the, only, the, t- the, the beer only... towers in Germany, dude. The Hefeweizen oh, towers. Oh, it was exciting. And so um, I was enjoying myself there. Um, the Chiefs fans were really excited. Here's all I'll say. I mean, there's something about it that was really rewarding uh, to see fans that were like sort of like swinging their dick around wielding like the era they were chiefs fans like it wasn't just people like you know when i step off to have a smoke or something like that during halftime or when everybody's congregating because my friend chelsea is a chiefs fan she's from kansas city uh and that's why i was there that's why i'm going to her house for the super bowl she hosted it last year she better get used to hosting super bowls while while we're friends because uh i don't think the chiefs are going anywhere but um they were you know these are people like Priest Holmes jerseys. I was just about to and say, like, like maybe like a Jamal, stuff like that, a Jamal like, Charles thrown in. Yeah, yeah, like talking about, uh, you know, talking about hard knocks when the Chiefs were really bad, and like, uh, like that sort of thing, and and airs we like, and you know, we have Boomer Grigsby, uh, like, so we have the Chiefs in our heart as Canton kids and stuff. So it's nice to to see them not just be quote-unquote bandwagon or something i really loved when i was uh going to vikings training camp every year was just looking at all the jerseys and deep cuts and like um all the different you know people that are celebrities within a certain organization that if you're not a fan of that team maybe you don't know or care about it was cool well, dude it felt like authentic. that's a great point because as much as people say and there is like validity to this that that the fan base and the team writ large has become kind of disneyified lately that wasn't always the case. They weren't like a big time team. Oh, they were no. Kansas City's not a small market per se, but they weren't a huge time team and they they did not have a lot of success especially in our youth. So I get it. They had they had success back in the day. That's what I'm they saying. beat when the Vikings they had in a Super Bowl. Great offensive lines know? and like all I'm saying is there's something something to the fan bases that stick it out when their teams are consistently bad. Yeah. And they've got the jerseys of the few good players they had during eras that were largely like terrible in the first place. So I have always respected that. So to to hear I liked you it. It was honing nice. in on that subsect, I'm not sure if that was yeah. representative of the fan base at large at this bar or if there was a lot of like Mahomes, Kelsey type of shit out there. What do you think? It, it felt like people were really excited. I, I didn't realize how many I, – I think there was a lot of um, transplants, like as my pal Chelsea is and stuff. But at the same time, it seemed like there was legit a lot of, like, 
Southern California love for these Chiefs. And yeah, some of that has to be bandwagon. They've they're the new Patriots. Yeah. Like they've been hot. Just like there was Patriots fans everywhere. But at the same time the there was so much um authenticity to the to the fandom there. Uh, and it was fun to be like it was fun to just be a part of uh, even as an outsider. And the bartenders were super cool. They're passing out like red and gold beads for everybody, even if you weren't rocking gear. Even and if you didn't flash, it was, it was just a good time. What'd you say? Even if you didn't flash, even if you didn't flash. I mean, hey, <laughs> nothing. Mardi Gras. All right. Anywho, Chiefs Ravens was probably not as interesting as the next game we're going to preview. One of the things that became a talking point was the pregame kerfuffle between Kelsey and uh, the kicker for the Ravens. Yeah, Justin Tucker, where Tucker had his shit. And look, I guess if you look at this clip, he all first off, he's always got his shit there. I guess it's kind of in the way of where Patrick Mahomes is dropping back in his warmups. Then you see this clip of Travis like taking his helmet and just chucking it to the side and shit. But I guess somebody uploaded another clip that happened right before that where Tucker moved it by himself to get it out of Mahomes way. And then subsequently Travis comes over and just throws all of his shit after he moved it for him. And then Travis goes on to his fucking podcast bitching about it, making it seem like Justin Tucker's a bad guy who's universally loved throughout the NFL and seen as a great guy. Like, look, Luke and I talked before the episode. I'm not going to get too much into this because I've already done it before, before it became like even more of a talking point than it is now. But we dead news. We tend to get vindicated on some of these things. So, so we see the footage of Travis throwing the helmet of Justin Tucker. Um, he plays it up on his podcast that he's the villain, or sorry, that 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 Tucker is the villain, and the, the that victim. Patrick is the victim, um, and that it was all gamesmanship and stuff. This is a guy that he's coming after. This kicker who everyone loves in the NFL. So look, I've said my piece. All I want to say is I do feel that I will be vindicated in the end on my takes on Travis. I think his personality has been very um, amorphous and shifts with what he sees as being popular commercially. Um, So he has um, appropriated at times culture. He has taken different shticks from other popular authentic tight ends at other times when they've started doing it and it became popular. And now people are calling the fade, the Travis Kelsey haircut. So I think I've I'll be vindicated in that. the end. You said that earlier. That is Who the, the thing. Fuck's calling the fade, the Travis. Kelsey I think it was haircut. like a, a new, a, maybe it was New York times. It was like some newspaper. You're shitting me. No, I'll, I'll, you look it up while I keep talking about this. Look up Travis Kelsey haircut. It'll be one of the, so like, look, all I'm saying is the guy's fine, whatever, he's a Hall of Fame talent. But, like, he goes out there, he he has to fucking make the pregame about him. He has to fucking talk about it after the game. He gets the fucking celebratory, like, it's all about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and it's been the whole year and it's come full circle. And the only way it could have been better is if it would have been the first game of the year mirroring the Super Bowl and that only could have happened if the Lions would have fucking pulled out this game against the 49ers they end up losing 34 to 31 in a game where they were absolutely beating the shit out of the 49ers in the first half to the point where it was a blowout and I was starting to think I'm not even sure if the Lions could give this one up even though the Lions haven't been there before did you find anything by the way I wasn't looking did you look you weren't looking okay awesome no all right. right so now. in the no 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 you're good. In the first half, 
the Lions were up 24-7. to And this one looked great. But in the second half, all luck started shifting. There's a play where former Bears draft pick Kendall Vildor is in perfect position to intercept the Brock Purdy pass that clunks, doinks, bounces right off of his fucking face mask up into the air, and Ayuk, who's falling forward, somehow catches the deflection for a huge completion. That was one of the huge plays that brings him back in. Then, you also have multiple instances where the head coach for the Lions, Dan Campbell, is sticking to his guns, utilizing the same uh, gutsy decision-making that got them there in the first place. That backfires on them. They are not they, wrong. Another... This is weird, dude. I'm Googling Go about this, the the, the Travis Kelsey haircut thing. He's smart enough and cool enough to publicly say, I didn't invent the fade. That's a quote from Travis, and I respect that. Cause like, he said that? That's, yeah. Did He's he? Like, okay, I didn't invent good. The fade. Then there we go. There we go. But, good. No criticism uh, at all. All, that's what all he my said criticism four days ago is, via people, is about, but, yeah. but, but it's, it's gross because the NY yeah. Times, the in the New York so Times I was literally right. post. You're right. They post a thing like barber shops are are inundated with the people requesting the yeah. Travis Kelsey haircut. It's like a fade. They're like yeah. Get, then is it the Aiden Wright haircut in high school? Because like yeah. be like people have been getting this haircut. Well, if specifically, I mean it, it's it, you're right. It is appropriate. Popularized by argue, '90s African Americans. Um, yeah, that's so, a well put. But the fade people fade their hair. Like that's just a. It is just something you can do with with hair. Taylor right. just texted me. Travis Kelsey called them out. I agree. I, I acknowledge that on the show. No. So all I want to say is this. Uh, I actually didn't know that he said that. So I want to applaud him for that. That's great that he said that. Um, my whole criticism right now is with the commercial aspect of him and like the storylines around him and the team. To me, it's nauseating. To others, it's awesome. I understand that this is a huge commercial endeavor, and I understand the amount of new fans brought in by these tactics. Let me. I've bust, had my criticisms of the Chiefs something. in general. Go ahead. Because I might annoy you with this, but I want to just and I just want to spin it. I had already moved to the Lions, to be fair, but you're good. I just wanted to ask about one thing. Yeah, I don't care about Travis Kelsey moving Tucker stuff, and and actually agree with him. I just wanted to make sure that I said that um, because get the fuck out of my end zone. We're already the away team and this is our area to warm up. I know it was early. I've heard both sides. Yeah. I what about care. when he acted, when he acted like a v- fucking victim on his little podcast with his I'll brother, his little safe space against a guy that everybody loves and tried to make it his fault. And I'll give you that. I would have just let the action speak, but I, I didn't mind him. And when he made it about getting, him at the beginning of the game and then after the game, he made it about him. And then he has to keep the, they got to keep the narratives going so that I front and I understand where you're coming from and I don't wholly I don't wholly it's disagree. Just super with commercial. It's, it's just, just super specifically commercial. the thing about Tucker. I don't I like really Tucker care about that a lot. I, I I was just saying I don't care about. That. I I kind of agree with Kelsey on that. Bro, there are players that go to center field and use their cleats to tear up the home team's logo. Like I don't really think that was that big of a deal. My my criticism is with how it has to be about him all the time. It's like Taylor I don't just care, texted. Dude. Me and said the New York Times posted it on February first, Black His uh, the first day of Black History Month. Yuck. Yeah. So this no is, way. the online discourse goes beyond what we know. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Okay, sorry. Moving on. It doesn't have to all be about that. Again, you want it talent. to be. 
doesn't have to all be about that. Is what I'm you saying. love Travis. So I'm trying Kelsey. to move on. So let's let's talk about the Lions 49ers because that game was fucking epic in the second yeah. half. 49ers, and here, here's something I noticed, right? The reason the 49ers were able to come back was because of the decisions that Dan Campbell made to go for it on certain times, to be gutsy, to run when you shouldn't, which killed clock and you have to burn timeouts. Um, and that is what got them there. My my no- The thing that I noticed that stood out to me was they did that while looking shell-shocked. So they looked scared. But they still were going for it when they could have kicked field goals multiple times to make it two to three score games, to make it a harder comeback. I understand why you keep going for it, but you have to understand that the momentum has shifted and that your players, you don't agree. You no, didn't I'm think with you. that they. Okay, like, I'm not saying. I'm shaking my Dan head because I was like. In the wrong because I understand that's what got you there and I people mm-hmm. are defending him for his decisions but mm-hmm. I thought that that team had a specific look down the stretch where you could have made a couple more conservative calls where you chose not to that's a team that's scared to lose when they're up that's a team that hasn't been there before and then the 49ers who have often been there a team full of talent came back like they can and they had luck and momentum on their side you get Nick Bosa having a good game look there's been call outs to my guy Chase Young for his fucking run support effort which is just dog shit I don't like all right here's the thing after watching him on the 49ers with more of like a keen eye because they're front and center more than the commanders were it's not a good look, and I'm not sure if I even want the Bears to pay him money after seeing that because I want a guy who's going to play the run, and he's not doing it. Like he's he's half-assing yeah, it. The highlights are are damning. <laughs> yeah. So Brock Purdy, not a good game in my opinion. Like people have talked to Brock Purdy, I thought he had a bad game. I thought he threw what could have been just just blatant interceptions, bouncing off of face masks and stuff that turn into huge plays. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I I think that I was really worried that if Purdy came in missing, the Niners wouldn't win. And I think uh, he was still missing. I wasn't fully correct there because I think he was still missing. Uh, but there was – I think it was one of those times where the Niners – Did you had... miss some of the game because of commuting from the bar? Or did you just stay at the bar and watch the second? Uh, I I commuted back, uh, but I, I okay. saw most of it, and I saw the crazy comeback, and yeah, um, I saw Dan Campbell make uh, what I would consider questionable decisions that would shatter my heart into a million pieces, like candy glass. But um, yeah. I guess if you're a ride or die with this guy and this team, and you 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 trust the guy that got you there, and so I would trust the guy that got me there and ride with that decision. Um, multiple decisions to go on fourth that I left me scratching my head. Um, but I'll take balls over no balls, I guess. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about the Lions, especially the post game thing about like Campbell being like, yeah. like just going to his this team. This might and being have like, been a early never shot, come back brother. Here. And it's he like, was, dude, he was in so his honest. feels, and he was so he's just honest. So honest. He's, and he's too like, honest. He was, that's, that's too guy, honest. That's a guy out of gas. It's too honest to say to the media. Uh, yes, and that's, that's part too of his honest. Thing. Because what a uninspiring thing to say to your men and to say to your fans and to say to like, uh, that's brutal. But it that's who he is. He is he is he's been gas. He's been putting fucking diesel fuel into this gas tank and burning it night and day, pedal to the metal yep. for fucking months and months and months and months. And yep. they they were on the doorstep and he felt empty. 
Uh, I don't blame him. That's actually a good call. Um, Yeah, that's a good call. He did look like a man who ran out of gas. You, if you're gonna be like that, you have to be like that full bore, and eventually you're gonna come to a crashing point where where those calls don't work in your favor, and then. I guess he just had he he just fucking dosed with truth serum. He's like, look, our division is super talented. Jordan Love looks like he's a guy. They're coming up and they're super young. The Bears have the number one pick and they could do whatever the fuck they want with it. They have multiple decisions at quarterback and their young team is ascending. The Vikings still have talent, have the best wide receiver in football who wants to be broken off some of that funky stuff, my friend. And we'll get there. Um, They have to go different direction. A quarterback, in my opinion, maybe they go with Kirk. The, The division itself is very talented. Also on that, this was a Lions team that had the benefit of two first-round picks last year. They're not going to have that this year. They're going to get a late-round pick, 30th, or 30, uh, 29th. And then, on top of that, you're going to have to re-sign Goff, who may or may not be an elevator, to more money. You're going to have to sign St. Brown soon. Like, there's a lot of things that are going to change that dynamic for that team. He may have been totally correct that that was their shot. Yeah, it, um... That's that's why I understood where he was coming from in that respect as well because the division alone is something where after the Packers took care of the Cowboys that way in the playoffs where the Packers yeah. like you know snuck in like that's scary that looks like a team with a head coach that is going to be there a long time uh, with uh, you know a third coming of uh, seemingly quarterback greatness um, and not. there's just so I many don't questions think he's that good compared to Rodgers and Favre we'll see. We don't know. We don't know. People seem to think he is. I don't see it yet, but we'll see. I mean, numbers see it. Like it was numbers like identical to Rodgers, except for he went to the playoffs 100%, and got a playoff. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I'm with you. We have, to, we have to wait team. and see. Yeah. I'm purely going off of eye test. Who has watched every Green Bay Packer game? Like <laughs> since I've been a fan. Um, let's go move on to some award winners. What do you? What say you? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Do you have that. any closing comments on this game? Do you don't think Kittle's a little annoying with the, like, uh, like they had us in the first half, not going to lie, and stuff like that. Like, you're going to bitch about Kelsey for an hour. but And I love Kittle, but you don't think he's a little annoying? Like, with all the... No, I the, actually the, the like Kittle and his personality. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Here's the difference. I think Kittle's bits are authentic. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's all and it I, is. And we've said that before. I just, like, I was getting a little worn I out. I think Kelsey, he can come off annoying, yeah. Because he didn't get any reaction. I thought that was funny because that's the meme. Like, that is what I, that was. I, I love the meme. The meme's classic. Like, but I get it. He like, can't come off annoying. But, like, the difference is... I think is, it's only because the meme was covering it so hard. Oh, I didn't know they were covering it that hard. It just it was all it was on Instagram so much. And, like, the oh, clip I'm, was... Then that would have annoyed me a little bit. I didn't... I'd anno- only seen I, it I'd live. seen that clip a hundred times. Okay, I think Kelsey jacks the 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 antics from Kittle. I think Kittle is authentic. That's where I yeah. stand. I like Kittle. Um, I just was getting frustrated. Maybe it's just a matter of any of this. Maybe that's the answer. Is like once you see it a hundred times, anybody's going to annoy you. Maybe that's part of it. Correct. We hated Baker when he was on our fucking commercials. We were frustrated with Baker, break, and now he's our now king. Now we love Baker. Now, now, yeah. now so, he's our king. Maybe my criticism is with how much these. <laughs> commercial athletes are pushed on us. You know what I mean? Maybe, Maybe that's it. Maybe. So what did, what did we just get? 
don't know, Brad Ugh. was into something. Hang on, folks. He, uh, Brad, actually, Brad no, this is, a, this is actually a good thing. I want to talk about this. So Merrill Hodge um, had comments about Caleb Williams. He said he's not special. The kid is not Patrick Mahomes. Ain't even remotely close to that. So he was talking Whatever about. What happened to Merrill Hodge? What, didn't he used to be on ESPN and like, yes. be like a mainstay? So, Yes, so I want to talk about this. So people had a lot of gripe with those comments. I don't agree with Merrill Hodge. But Merrill Hodge has had some good points on quarterbacks before where he was absolutely vilified for them in the moment. He had comments about Johnny Manziel saying he just, you cannot take this kid in the first round, not even just personality on talent. He's just not a fit. He's a fifth round talent for the NFL. He was right. Like he's been right about other things. Um, I don't agree with him on this. But yeah, we gave we gave a little segment for that. There's discourse. I mean, uh, there's so much discourse about Caleb see, versus uh, like, Justin right now. I get all these uh, I get all these like news updates for like news about the NFC North and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, Erlacher said something this week that was like, if people are still asking whether or not Justin Fields is the guy, then he's not. Um, I agree. And so you know, like it, it and then couple this should we get into like you want to get into awards or hirings because this feels like it's going to take us right into the fact that the commanders are like seemingly from the outside eye making a play yep. like yep. because they hired um uh Cliff kingsbury who kingsbury. who apparently was already like dead set and in line to be the offensive coordinator for the ravens and it fell apart due to like potentially a third year guaranteed on the contract so i think he pulled out and then he you're right this does appear to be a play cliff kingsbury is firmly linked with caleb williams as his qb coach i think he might have been offensive coordinator at usc either way worked closely with caleb there for the last year they know one another they're familiar they know one another and on top of that not only does washington pick second in the draft that is also the home location, the hometown of Caleb Williams, who played at Gonzaga Prep. He is a D.C. native. So a lot of speculation that he may try to strong arm the Bears to try to get them to trade that pick to the commanders so that he could go be in what he seems as an ideal lo- uh, like situation. Look, if that ever happens at all, I'm going to very quickly shift to fuck Caleb Williams. I'm just going to let you know uh, right now. I read as a soon as he said he don't want to go to Chicago. Ex- well, yeah, there is a lot of rumors like that. So if that is the case and there's any merit to that, I'm immediately going to be out on him. I've shit. made my point clear. I want Justin Fields to be the quarterback of the Bears. I want us to trade the pick and build around Justin. I think if you could trade that first pick, get the second pick, a future first, maybe some more, get Marvin Harrison, you're in a good spot. I think Marvin Harrison is insane. I love him. Here's the problem. A lot of the comments that are pro-Caleb or anti-Justin are correct. They're correct, correct, correct. If you're still asking if he's the guy at this point, he's probably not. Doesn't mean you can't win games with them. We haven't seen us truly implement an offense that caters to Justin's skill set and maintain it we always try to shift away from it whenever we do it the media shifts to justin fields is good because there's success he might be a guy that has to run out of the pocket to make plays he might not be a guy that can make quick decisions throwing that doesn't mean you can't win games especially in chicago especially in the nfc north now we may only have a few more years of bears weather because of the news from Kevin Warren that the future stadium will have a fixed roof. Yeah, they asked that's another conversation. Live at Super Bowl week, that was interesting. 
that's another conversation. But that's the whole dynamic it. of Justin versus Caleb has become almost vitriolic amongst the fan base. You seem to have to be in a camp. I do think Caleb Williams is a better quarterback and a better prospect, better talent. If I have the number one pick as a GM, 100% I'm taking Caleb Williams and I'm trading Justin. That's just the smart thing to do. And I have to be as non-biased as possible when I give that take because my bias take, I'm trading that pick for as much as I can and I'm building around Justin because I've seen him succeed and I've seen that when he has talent around him, he can make plays, especially down the field. I've never seen an offense that has him throwing deep. I've never seen an offense that has him throwing deep consistently. That's what he did at Ohio State. He was never a dink and dime guy. So if you get another offensive lineman at nine, maybe Joe Alt from Notre Dame, if you get Marvin Harrison at two, and then you get more future assets, maybe you can get him signed to like a sweetheart deal like Jordan Love did in the offseason where they picked up his fifth year and then gave him an extension for like a little over that um, fifth year. Remember, it was like not Mm -hmm. quite... Daniel Jones type contract numbers. Maybe you can sign Justin for a little less and you can keep building with those extra draft picks that you get. That is the fan version of what I want. I love Justin Fields. I am like a huge fan of him since he was a high school prospect, but it's Caleb dude. It's going to be Caleb. And if the only way it's not is if he says he won't play there and I feel bad for Justin. Yeah, whatever. I hear you. What do you think? It, what do you think? Uh, I just talked for a long time. You got to give me something. I think Justin should go to Atlanta. I think if Caleb doesn't want to play, uh, play there and the commanders want him that bad, I would move just one spot, get some tasties for uh, whatever they want. Maybe the commanders want to give us some other picks if I'm the Bears. And then I take Drake May or like one of these other kids. Like, why not? You think like, Drake May over Justin even? Yeah, I I think that the numbers speak for themselves on Justin. Um, you want to hear another crazy? He's had three, almost three full seasons, right? And well, yeah, he's been hurt in parts of every season, and he didn't start all of his rookie game. But I am in picks, total agreement with of you, turnovers. man. He's, he has shown that he's not it. He has shown that he is a talent that cannot do what a quarterback needs a to do consistently. And if I'm gonna have a project, I'd rather it be a rookie. So you're like you're re-upping in the arms race. I get it. Um, here's another crazy take from me. I think Drake May is a better fit in Chicago than Caleb yeah. Williams. I think, I think Caleb I, Williams I, is a better too. player. Caleb Williams I think could Drake, be generational, so I understand not wanting to miss on yep. that uh, and people laughing at you for not doing it. But I've heard guys that I publicly that I doesn't with, want to play for my team, and I and I still can move back one. And there's all these other quarterbacks. Fuck it. I've heard. All right, so. Uh, Commentator Nate Tice, um, his dad Mike Tice. You've heard hey, before. Yeah. Nate Vikings Tice comments coach Mike Tice. Yep. I like Nate, and yeah, he loves the Vikings. By the way, he talks about him all the time because he was like Hell a ball yeah. boy for a while. So I like well, his Mike takes. Tice was I, a tight end for the yeah yeah, yeah. the Vikings I, too. I don't always agree with this takes, but he thinks that, and I agree with this, and I was thinking this before I even heard it, that Drake May is a better fit for the type of offense and the type of city and the type of dynamic that Chicago presents. We bring in um, Waldron as the OC, who was previously with the Seahawks. I think Drake May fits that a lot more. Drake May... um, People are sleeping on his arm talent. The dude's got a bazooka, and he can run too. And he's like 6'4", 230. He's like prototype QB size. 
Um, he is a talent in his own right. His brother, I think he has a brother in the MLB, and if not, he plays baseball at North Carolina. He's really? got like four sibling athletes, and his parents were both like NC athletes. Like it's an athlete wow. family. That's all I'm saying is Caleb overshadows Drake's talent a little bit. And I think Caleb brings a lot more personality and a lot more of an aura. And I think Chicago can be very vicious and very, um, like against the QB. Yeah. Impatient is a very good word for it. Like the, the media and the fan base can be bad. And I think Drake may without kind of the aura and all of that, that he brings with maybe if he is a second pick that we trade down to get, um, though we will always compare him to Caleb, I do think he would be a better fit for the situation. Yeah, so I just think that there's options there, uh, and all of which are pretty exciting if you're a Chicago fan. They're all good. Opinion, so. I've never seen these. These yeah. We've never been in a position to have this many good options. This isn't, like, I hate to be, like, I don't mean to be mean in this way, but, like, every option we have at quarterback is could be considered, like, better than what the Vikings are going into the offseason with. Like, is Kirk... Next year, better than all three of the quarterbacks we discussed? Yeah. Kirk playing next year is going to play better than all three of them, likely. But Kirk Why? might cost $45 million Well, Well, because Kirk, Kirk reportedly Kirk, does cost $90 million That's what I'm years. saying. Yeah. Kirk is going to be 39, and he just popped his Achilles, right? Like, it, it, like uh, I'm just saying, well, like, that there's a lot of scary shit. Well, that was me kind of sugarcoating it, but, like, we have a good like, situation ahead of us. If you're a front office, there's a lot of scary shit. I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. I love Kirk Cousins. I've been fighting the good fight for Kirk for many years, and he's, you know, one of the best. Second, sec, arguably, no, I'd say inarguably. He's second best QB in Vikings history, Fran Tarkington being number one. Like, um it's been amazing it's been amazing and i love kirk and i want him and i fully respect him getting money if that's the number that's being floated is accurate if 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 the the number is being floated is that kirk cousins wants two years 90 million um it a proves me correct like what i said on our show a lot when you asked me i said everybody's saying the right thing publicly uh and it probably isn't true because kirk said publicly that money's not the most important thing at this point in his career and all this other stuff Ninety million dollars for two years means money's the most important thing. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. You're at the end of your career, and you've been an amazing businessman. Um, yep. I think you should. I think Kirk should, if that's the case, should go somewhere where Kirk. somebody can pay him that. Uh, and admit, there's somebody who'd be willing to do it. Um, will you, and they sorry, should. now will you admit? Do you think Kirk Cousins on a forty-five million dollar a year contract is is a situation where a team can win in the postseason? Like win something. A big? team that's built to. A team that's like built to? The, I'm, I'm talking the Vikings. Like, I think that no. that is – he is not he's no. not going to elevate a team enough to, to merit taking up he $45 million Unless like, he's, like, that's... on a super talented roster already. We're in a world where JJ just said two days ago, one day ago, I don't know, whatever this post, but, like, he wants to break the bank with his contract. And guess what? He fucking should. And this is a, this is this is this, this is the face of our franchise. This he's is, a no-question is... top-of-position player. This is our Adrian Peterson. Uh, this yep. is uh, this is our Randy Moss. Like it's happening. We have one. I got like, Luke don't... an Adrian Peterson Reebok jersey when I was thrifting over the weekend. A That's size fifty. One. Yeah, it does have a tiny little stain on the white stripe oh, um, underneath the the armpit, but it doesn't look like armpit grease. It just looked like they like hit something with their side. Went to a good party. Yeah. So Peterson I got jersey. a. 
I've got a Chris Carter jersey that I got thrifting mm. and an mm. Adrian Peterson jersey just waiting for my guy. Megatron ranked his top five jump ball uh, like catchers. Randy Moss, Chris Carter, himself, Justin Jefferson. Uh, and then I, 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 off the top of my head, I can't remember the fifth. Of course, I remember this because I go, wow, he put three Vikings in it. It might have been Fitz. I was like, wow, he put three Vikings in it. Because my mind would go to Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean, dude, the Vikings receivers have often been superstar-like caliber jump ball sideline players. So I want to pay Justin whatever he wants. I want him to walk. I think we should slide him a blank check and and fill it out however he'd like. And also, I'll go fucking crazier. I think Justin should also have input the way a quarterback has input. <laughs> like, like he's the one. Like, like if I think we should listen to what our players have to say, particularly our most important ones. So, I'm not saying he should go, be in the GM's ear about what to do. He's a receiver, but I'm just saying that if it comes to like these, are the quarterbacks we're thinking about. Yes, go talk to JJ. Absolutely, have him play. Have him play a part in that because ultimately his happiness is the team's happiness and the fan base's happiness. Uh, I don't want to fuck. I this would up. say that's atypical of uh, how teams it operate, is. but I get it. it. Is. I get where you're coming but from. But I think you got to play to your stars a little. I-, I know that sounds a little overboard. I know it sounds like I'm talking about a QB here, but I'm not. Uh, and maybe I am a little overboard, but I personally cannot risk losing this dude. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a it's not even a matter of like you know Randy Moss left on kind of bad terms. Like Randy Moss got traded. Like. Um, there, it was a personality kind of thing at the time. And, and, you know, Adrian Peterson was on the commissioner exempts list for, for not good things for, for hitting his kid. Like there, there are these things where it's like, well, you know, there's the the star is the star, but JJ has, there's no negatives. This guy is everything. He's young. He's, he's a first round draft pick. He has exceeded expectations. He is the top of his fucking, uh, uh, position pay him whatever he wants and listen to what he has to say. I don't want him to be frustrated. There's only one conversation to be had. And that's uh, hopefully you don't have to pay him too much more than the top of the position market. That's, that's the only conversation to be had. Whatever we pay him, somebody's going to break anyways. So correct. How much above the current market's top paid player does he go? Because that has a rippling effect across the league. That's the thing. Does Justin get 35 a year? I think he should get whatever he wants. I really do. Because then how much does CD make after the year that he just had? Sure. How much does Jamar Chase make? How much does uh, Devontae Smith make next year? Hey, if you're JJ and you know that your friends get to eat, if you get to eat, break off a chunk. Like, go ahead. That's what these these teams are the man. Like, they have money. Let them pay you. I just think that we also need to go young QB at that point, too. And see what we can do, like, or Dan Orlovsky thinks you guys should I've, trade Justin Jefferson uh, to the Patriots for the number three pick to draft the third best QB in the draft. That's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever take. That's just the dumbest take I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, <laughs> I I won't even entertain that. Um, <laughs> but I think that if we were gonna do uh, like a like a move or something, it would be uh, like I said, getting getting a quarterback for us. Or also, I heard somebody float. Still draft a quarterback, but there's a lot of dead money the Broncos have to eat if we took Russell Wilson, who Sean Payton apparently just despises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I just can't Ugh. afford to pay Kirk what he's what what he is uh, reportedly 
wanting to be paid. Like, we, we can't. Especially coming off of a popped Achilles. So I'd I just rather, looked. I, I also want to know, like, fuck, dude, what about Daniil? I'd rather try to pay some fucking money to Daniil Hunter. Like, I'd rather. Yeah, like, I mean, I, he's still kind of young for how long he's been in the league. And he's good. He was, yeah, yeah. All right, so I just looked the top paid yearly wide receiver, Tyreek Hill at 30 a year. So, like, what's the, the conversation is, is, is JJ making 31, 32, or is JJ making 35, 36 type money a year? You know what I mean? How much above 30 is he making a year? Because that has a rippling effect across the league, for sure. Gosh, dude, yeah, the know. Chargers are paying two wide receivers 20 million a year. And both of them are old or injured. I was, I was about to say, like, Keenan Allen God. is 100 years old. <laughs> He's 32, and Mike Williams is 30. Uh, look at, I mean, the best young receivers on here, DJ Moore and DK Metcalf, both in the, like, 20 to 24 range. All right. That's a good value on yeah. that trade, Brian Poles. And then you get the number well one pick. All right, let's talk awards. Those were just presented, what, yesterday or the night before for us now? Yeah, uh, it's been a few nights, I think, now. Kirk did his Let's dance. go MVP. We've been saying, and everyone's been saying, it's yeah. going to be, and it was, Lamar Jackson. I think, we love it. though his we team love fell it. apart in the conference championship game and his demeanor looked poor, and he had like players having to get in his ear, um, he had a wonderful year, and I do think he warranted his contract extension with his performance. I think that's undeniable. Luke has walked off of the set. I must have said something, or he's getting coffee. I didn't look. I'm reading. Uh, we don't have a guy that's just feeding us articles. You know, I have to do both jobs. Even when I ask Luke to look something up, he won't do it. So next, we have Coach of the Year, and I, I get why... So Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach, wins coach of the year. And all of these Ooh. awards are branded by something. I'm not I'm not going to say who they're sponsored by. That's dumb. Um, I, I don't necessarily think Kevin Stefanski should have got it. I think that it should have been um, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, correct. I was struggling to come up with his name, even though he's my coach on the Connected D'Amico. League. Dude, D'Amico on the Connected League, three-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, dude, I didn't realize uh, until somebody put the uh, the graphic up. Ah, this will spoil something you're about to talk about. But yep. I didn't I didn't realize. Yeah, go ahead. Well, then no team. Go ahead. I didn't realize D'Amico Ryans was a rookie of the year when he played for the Texans. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Um, and like the Jets did the year prior, the Texans had offensive and defensive rookie of the years with C.J. Stroud and um, – Will Anderson Jr., which is awesome. I think it was a little bit more Sick. contentious for the defensive rookie of the year. Amazing I think there were other draft. names like Jalen Carter, Goated but CJ. Yeah, they did. And dude, we had a lot to say. Maybe not as much you, but me and Brad at least had a lot to say about them getting CJ at two and then trading back up into the third spot. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. It was such a was crazy sick. top five last year. Them Nobody could have the Falcons, anticipated it. They blew my mind in the draft last year. I was like, Man. I said the Falcons are taking. A running back here and they did cool. i said the bears are gonna take uh offensive lineman darnell right and they did I'm all getting, right ah uh, excited come At back least the draft's fun we're about to be barren after this weekend it's gonna be all bears conversations you know that right bears. Schefter. i think it was Schefter. might have been rapaport just put out an nfl.com article today that was like all all about ryan poles a huge puff piece about how it's gonna take 
a monumental groundbreaking trade package to move off the number one pick, which you know is just feeding those narratives for the trade talks. You know that that's just a plant. That's how that works. So, all right, let's talk about an, maybe a contentious comeback player of the year, which was awarded to Joe Flacco. I get it. Uh, but apparently DeMar Hamlin had more first place votes. So he got electoral college because of like a new scoring metric. So Joe Flacco won. He he got electoral college, Luke. He didn't he didn't win the general election. That is really weird. Like I completely support Joe Flacco winning, but if Demar Hamlin won, oh no, this is weird. I don't want to sound political. Uh, that's the last thing I want because this is all fake. It doesn't have it's any all fake. Real, it doesn't have any real meaning. I mean, it was presented by P&G and the official locker room products of the NFL. Like, at this point, is any of that real? No, it's all Is the AP Offensive Player of the Year presented by Microsoft Surface real? We used to have names for awards that were named after fucking former football players who are dead, who had cool-ass names. Yeah. Now, maybe that's more of a college Um, thing. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I I just think that's a bizarre thing. I didn't know about DeMar Hamlin seemingly getting more – first place votes um i think social media trolls have not been kind to demar hamlin this year uh as the nfl like would post about him and stuff um i think demar hamlin is not the comeback player of the year he's the comeback like comeback player of like all time uh in terms of like coming back from literally dying on the floor i to come, come back, and back to life So, when we get to the Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year awards, presented by AP, so a little more merit, Offensive Player of the Year, we see Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers winning. I think that's merited. And then the Defensive Player of the Year is Miles Garrett, also merited. I think that's pretty slam dunk for both of them, Um, probably who I would have picked. We got the Offensive and Rookie Defensive, and then we got the Walter Payton Man of the Year going to Cameron Hayward, a former Buckeye, now Steelers defensive end. But Luke... Let's talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame class, class of 2024. Okay. Okay. First, actually, I'm going to build up to the top. We have Steve McMichael, Mongo McMichael, former Bear who's battling ALS. Um, fans have been pushing for him to go in for a very long time. Randy Gratishar, who I don't know much about, to be honest. Do you? I also, I, I'm not off the top of my head. No, that's not a name uh, that I grew up with. All of um, these other players I know from my childhood, though. Modern. We have Patrick Patrick Willis, who I used to play. I used to make him my um, superstar player. I would play as rookie when he was a rookie yeah. and play oh, as Patrick yeah. Willis. Love Patrick always, Willis. I love Patrick Willis. Former Bear Julius Pepper, more famous for being <laughs> a Panther. <laughs> for, <laughs> he was a marquee free no agency signing. No one thinks signing. about him. They think he was a, a marquee free agency signing. I remember he I tipped a pass and intercepted it one time. Probably more famous as a Panther, maybe even as a Green Bay Packer. Uh, Julius Pepper's freak athlete also played for North Carolina's basketball team in college. Now we have Andre Johnson, who I remember beating the shit out of Cortland Finnegan on a play. Yeah, I'll never forget swing. that. God, he was Andre so good. Johnson, fantastic receiver. Texans have Texans fans having a year. Mm. Next we have the best returner of all time. Finally, you should have been a first ballot. Devin Hester finally gets to the Hall of Fame. But Luke, I saved this name for last because it's going to lead to a conversation. Dwight Freeney for the Colts. Pass rusher, defensive end with the deadly spin move makes the Hall of Fame. 
But he makes it over another guy that Luke wants to talk about. Go ahead. Well, there's two people I want to talk about. Um, the, every year. No, I said until, one. No, but there's two. I have two. Every year until I'm dead, um, okay. I will carry the flame of other um, NFL fans about Jim Marshall. Um, Jim Marshall is the original NFL Iron Man uh, and one of the greatest defensive linemen of all time. And the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame is 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 not it's not just a travesty. It's it's just a disservice to football history. Um, it's it 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 almost and I hate to say this because I'm such a fan of the Hall of Fame. I don't know when a player like Jim Marshall. Yes, what I was going to say when a player like Jim Marshall is not in the Hall of Fame, based on what he contributed to the game, what he did in his era, what his numbers mean all time. Um, it does sort of devalue certain things in, in my eyes. Uh, and to a much lesser extent, because this has not been a thing. I mean, Jim Marshall, the NFL itself did Jim Marshall dirty because they, back in like the early days of NFL films and stuff, b- before things were on social media and stuff, this is the fucking seventies. Like it, he's a blooper. He's Jim Marshall has a blooper for scooping a fumble and running it to the wrong end zone. And that's what he was known for. Uh, that became what Jim Marshall was known for. Uh, a mem- not being a member of the Purple People Eaters who went to four Super Bowls and, and started, you know, over 150 games or 250 or whatever the fuck the number is. I can't pull it off the top of my head because I'm just talking. But like, wait, wait, not, wait. Not... Is Jim Marshall the one that went on to become like a congressman? That's, that's Alan Page who is Alan in the Page. Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Alan Page is in the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm an idiot. Sorry. No, you're 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 not. That's the exact same. They played together. They're part of the Purple People Eaters. It's just it's it's ridiculous. And it's maybe it's because I have. Let's you know. Let's read it. Uh, I have this glass here with all of Jim Marshall's little things, um, just on my desk where my pins go. 1961 to 1979, Ohio State set an NFL record, which stood until 2009 with 282 consecutive games played as a mm. defensive lineman. The man who beat that was Brett Favre in a Vikings jersey, for your knowledge. Um, mm. Ranked Buckeye. second in Vikings history with 127 sacks. Played in four Super Bowls, two Pro Bowls. NFL record with 29 career sacks? fumble recoveries. 127. Oh my gosh. What's like, the record? So, like almost 200, right? Yeah, it's got to be. It it's gotta, it's probably go Jared Allen. Jared Allen and Chris Dolman, uh, I, I think, might be ahead of him in Vikings history. And But Dolman's a Hall of Famer. And this leads me to Jared yeah, Allen. Yeah, 200 as well. is the record from Bruce Smith. Still, okay. and if you're over 100, you should already be in the conversation alone. NFL alone record for fumble recoveries, marks. too. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it's sickening. So, whatever. He'll get in legacy, and it'll be way too late. I hope he's alive to see it. Like, it just makes me sad. Uh, I am starting to worry that Jared Allen is going to get his can kicked along every Wait, year. Wait, can I – sorry, I have to say this real quick. He had those stats playing alongside of guys like – Rich. Uh, sorry, like other Hall of Fame defensive linemen. On the same line. On the same line. How is that not part of the conversation? Two Hall of Famers. Carl, Carl Eller and Allen Page are in. If you have those stats while other Hall of Famers are also accruing better stats, what does that say? And on the other side of the ball, Fran Tarkington's in Good. on the same team. Good. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, and so it, it it makes me sad. It really does. And to, like I'm saying, to a lesser extent, 
I'm worried that Jared Allen is going to get his can kicked along every year by uh, by other modern players and his stats and what he meant to the NFL and all this other stuff is going to get glossed over too. And I don't think he gives a flying fuck. I mean, like, Jared, I Jared Allen, Allen has, has 11, 10 and a half more sacks than Dwight Freeney career, just so you know. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I'm like, looking at like, the and, top and, list and, right now. And I'm like, okay. And I just don't, I, I don't understand what the deal is. So, you know, and this happened with Chris Carter. It took more than one try to get Chris Carter in. Chris Carter. So, like, I, I just don't, I don't like it. It doesn't sit right with me. Uh, Jim Marshall is way more the drum I want to bang here. I think Jared Allen loves football, but he loves life more, and he was always that way. Um, so it's not as important, but, you know. It, Jim Marshall played in an era where they were getting paid dog shit, and he he put his body through hell and didn't get, you know what I mean? Like, didn't get his shine. Um, give the man his fucking rightful spot in the Hall of Fame. Give him a bust. I get it. There's a limited amount each year. Um, there's different narratives that play into some years with certain. They do legacy ones things. now, though. They do legacy like, stuff. I get it. He's a le- he's gonna be a legacy one, and that's okay. But it's fucking. I think it's pretty it's much a. So I think it's pretty much a slam dunk right now that the Bears are gonna be featured on Hard Knocks and have the Hall of Fame game. That's sick. I'd fucking I think, go to the Hall of Fame. Game I think a hundred. Per- yeah, maybe I'll have to. I think it's a hundred percent. One hundo p centi. I think that the Bears get forced into doing hard knocks with the number one pick in the draft, and then they end up doing the Hall of Fame game with Devin Hester. I have you been yet? Have you ever been? Have we talked about that? No. I went twice with my dad to the Hall of Fame, and it's so fucking dope. And I would love to see the game next door. Mm. Okay, we should Luke. Do it. If Jared Allen, if and when Jared Allen gets inducted, I'm there. Or Jim Marshall, I, su- I suppose. But I, I really want to, you know Jared Allen is my my modern. And now this is the part of the episode where we get to chronicling and breaking down the Super Bowl, which is going to be taking place at 5.30 Central tomorrow. None of that fucking West Coast shit. 3.30, baby. 3.30. That's actually a pretty optimal time. It's pretty awesome. We have a very loaded roster on the 49ers going up against the Chiefs who have a lot of momentum, a lot of star power, and in my opinion, a better defense than the 49ers this season. I think that the Chiefs defense has played out of their fucking minds. You can think back to last year. Uh, I'm Bolton taking had, me over. Bolton had a defensive fumble recovery touchdown, the the middle linebacker. I think he had another defensive touchdown that got called back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that this is going to be a very hard-fought defensive game. Not to say that there won't be a lot of scores. I just personally think it won't shake out that way because of the defenses. So our friend T, bet expert T, um, and he doesn't use algorithms, people. This is just straight off the intellect off the dome. Like this guy isn't yeah. using algorithms. Okay. No AI at use here. No. He told us, and this is from straight from the mouth. 47 and a half points is the, is the total. So we thought for our little tiebreaker, cause we both think the chiefs will win. Um, Luke thinks they'll authentically win. I think it will be given to them via the refs, whatever, whatever. I think that it'll be under 47 and a half points. Luke, yeah, I'm going to take the over, um, and here's why. One, it's convenient to just have an answer that's different from Aiden. B, <laughs> and three, that's what they do in Home Alone, right? He's like, one, <laughs> yeah. B, and three. And three. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and B, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to fuck them up, and I think that Mahomes is going to go Mahomes, and I think he's – 
I, I just think that had the Lions not shit the bed, the Niners would not even be here. And I, True. I, I don't mean to be any way. Uh, I'm not Cam Newton on first take, tripling down on <laughs> Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, Being a game he hates him. I love me some Brock Purdy. I love me some Brock Purdy. I love I think me he's, some 49ers. I, I love, think Brock is better than what the haters think and worse than what the, the people who support him think. That's where I'm at. I think it's a dude who's getting NFC Championship experience for the first time and a dude who's fucking going to his first Super Bowl. And that's okay. But he looks like I he's think, fed on nothing but canned beefaroni. <laughs> I think Mahomes and the Chiefs are the modern, not even modern because the Patriots are pretty modern, but they're the new Brady Correct. and Belichick Patriots. It, it's, it's, it's happening. And now that Brady's out of the league, this is Mahomes' chance. Mahomes, who lost the Super Bowl to Brady, to start stacking these motherfuckers. And not only is he going to, I think the offense is going to pop off. The offensive line for, for Kansas City is not the offensive line that was, like, ruining Mahomes' life in a Super Bowl, where he's, like, fully perpendicular with the field. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Or, like, or vertical. You know what I mean? Parallel. Like, trying to throw crazy path parallel. Uh, just, like, crazy shit like that. So, I, I think it's going to be... Based on how the Niners came out shell shocked against the Lions, these Chiefs are are way more seasoned than That's those Lions, true. and way more. And they're seasoned both than seasoned. These Niners. They're both pretty seasoned teams, but they I are have to agree fairly with you. seasoned. But the Chiefs have have As won so many AFC titles and been to so many Super Bowls in Mahomes' young career, and. Shanahan has historically blown big games in different yep. capacities as a coach, and Purdy's he sure has never been here. And uh, you know, neither has McCaffrey for that matter. And neither has like uh, like these are first Super Bowls for a lot of people on that Niners team. And I know how bad the I know how bad people are like, look at the connection to the fucking Broncos Super Bowl team. And I'm like, that's very cool. It's very neat. Uh, I think the Chiefs are gonna break some hearts to, uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Um, in yeah, an I ugly way, win. in a way that may be boring, in a way that, like, when Brady was winning his seventh, I was sitting there being like, I like just watching a dynasty, fuck it. Like, so just whatever, go win another. I think they will, and in big fashion. I'm just ready to get to the good shit, which is the off season. Yeah. That's the that's the <laughs> time when, it is now the good that's shit. That's when Bears fans can We're finally back. start to really I'm celebrate kinda, ourselves. I'm kind of back with you in that sick world. When are you gonna get back to the good shit? <laughs> Welcome, brother. Like you in a black Ooh. cloak, like welcoming me to the fucking. <laughs> Come on. To the fucking another. You're realm. no longer a middle dweller. You're at the bottom with yeah. me. Oh, 13 so wins a couple can, years ago. You thought you were something. I'm like, the, the thing up. is, for people with imaginations and inner monologues like us, the offseason with a top 10 pick can be so, so rewarding because you can just take it any direction you want in your head. I think I think my dogs are hungry. <laughs> Dude, by that, Luke, I mean, and can by I that tell I mean, you, Quasi's going to jump in and make some trades. I, I, don't, I want Drake. <laughs> I don't often re- record voice memos to send as much as I should, but whenever we're about to play Madden, or whenever we are playing Madden, I think that quote so often. <laughs> My dogs are hungry. It's <laughs> a good dark, dark night, night. Good dark <laughs> dude. Night I think it's so much. <laughs> and he, when T Higgins jumped across three defensive oh, players yeah, on a must-have interception, and I somehow caught it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Luke and I had an absolute barn burner regular season game, and it was such a good. We're matchup. stupid for not having a Twitch channel for it, to be honest, because like we would we, we would get views. Stream. The storylines yeah, would it, be really thick. They're pretty good, and I take more photos than than Peter Parker himself. <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe that's a future endeavor we get into. But hey, I think that this Super Bowl will still be entertaining. We have I'm Ursha excited. baby. We have Ursha baby at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I heard Alicia Keys is going to be making an appearance. I love Alicia Keys. We're going to have funny commercials. Have you seen the one that got leaked of the Peacock commercial where Patrick Stewart dons um, retro NFL gear and throws Hey Arnold as a football head? No, but after no, Tua very, very says excited. he can't throw it that far up a mountain. Oh, we should talk about we should fucking talk about the fact that Nickelodeon's getting a proper Super Bowl airing, and they're gonna seemingly follow through on the on the promise they uh, fucked up a few years back and do the sweet victory halftime show. That's so, so cool. Uh, seemingly, uh, the, I'm gonna have to have to that up on the want. phone or on the iPad separate Put it up from on the, the iPad. Yeah. The sweet victory, yeah. Dude. Can you imagine me just like so much gumbo, like two two empty bowls of gumbo sitting next to me, full belly, iPad propped up on my fat belly, just watching two halftime shows? Yeah. Well, That's think the about view. think about think about having being in somebody else's household and having to run out to grab a little puff and knowing you're gonna miss a cool commercial or or an important Usher song. Fuck. Like it's literally going to be the 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 real life version of me. Like I thought you were hosting. I'm going to Chelsea's crib. No, I, yeah. I'm going to the Chiefs crib. She hosted last year and this year. She'll probably continue to host Chiefs Super Bowl. Probably I, so. It must be I really great feel that way. Uh, Just for the her, most yes. entitled fan base. It's great, but also she like hates all uh, the appropriative stuff, and so she won't wear the logos and like uh, that's like tries uh, that's really actually hard respectable. To buy, like, vintage stuff that doesn't have that like that sort of says thing letters or, only and stuff yeah yeah like she she's really not into that and and uh i respect that i'm not i wouldn't be into that either i'm very lucky that mine's a bear logo in ohio state's a buckeye which everyone loves a buckeye nothing about brutus yeah brutus is the least offensive Smacking his head around. There's nothing offensive <laughs> about Brutus, dude. <laughs> dude, I can just imagine him just bumping like, uh, like volleyballs back up into the stands. Uh, I'm, Beach balls. I'm a Goldie. I'm a Goldie Gopher. I mean, myself. look, I am part Irish, and I do find it a little bit offensive that you have a man in a green outfit just fucking putting yeah, the sometimes dude a up. woman now though. Oh, okay, um, a little more inclusive. Um, yeah, we do okay. No, I think that both my my college team and my NFL team could offend people. I think the Vikings thing <laughs> might not necessarily be like wh- I didn't think we, we were never doing anything offensive until we like appropriated the skull thing and stuff like that. Like, Whoa. right? It's so, so like, cool though. Yeah, it is cool. There are there is I a think. huge there's a huge I population cool. of of um like immigrants from that part of the like Nordic, well, like Nordic if Scandinavian, sort of like, if people in are Minnesota. Cool I think that's what led to it, and the fact that there's lakes in Minnesota. Um, For sure, it's cold. It's cold terrain. We used to play outside. It, it totally fit the bill. It's beautiful. I'm not saying I have a problem with it necessarily, but Vicodontics Rex told, is appropriating culture. <laughs> Vicodontics Rex, short-lived, awesome mascot. No, he was not. But Ragnar maybe is or was retired Lothbrook. now, and Victor yeah. might be. I don't know. Yeah. I, if somebody told me that if if somebody said that was wrong, it's not my culture, and I'd have to be like, 
well, fuck, like, let's just change it. Like the I, Green Bay Packing that, Company. That said, the horn on the helmet, the helmet with the horn is literally, like, I don't know anything that brings me more endorphins than that. Like, you know so that I, it's actually been proven that they many Vikings did not have horns on their helmet. It's not practical. Well, I then that then we obviously did nothing wrong. That, that's been this. a historic <laughs> embellishment. All right, it's just an aesthetic embellishment by some cool artistic. Literally, uh, I mean, historian. they probably had ceremonial helms that had like embellishment, and they were like adorned with horns, but. That's not practical. Basically, basically what Spielberg did with like dinosaurs, he's like, this is how they didn't look, but trust me, it's going to be lit. Do we have anything else to talk about? We're at an hour five. Probably a lot of shit to cut. I've been kind of wilding today. Mike so we Zimmer dumping or the what? New DC. <laughs> Mike Zimmer is the new DC of the Cowboys, man. Yeah, that's like, cool. That's pretty they're crazy. just collecting thought, all of the old former head coaches of the nfc yeah. north and he worked for the cowboys for a long time like he was the defensive guy there that everybody was like when is he gonna get his head coaching job when is it gonna happen and he was a coach in waiting for like a decade and finally got the Again, vikings gig zimbo slice back in the game zimbo oh man slice. those cowboys oh. are gonna disappoint next year when they re-sign dak for 50 million a year and suck <laughs> dak's contract's way long isn't it isn't that fat and no long? i think i think it's ending this year Oh, well, then he's going to go somewhere else. No. I think What, they're going to go to Trey Lance? No, they're going to draft somebody. No, Next dude. Year. Everyone keeps saying that this draft class has so many QBs. I said they, next like, year. Okay, maybe next year. That's right. But you've been saying, like, Vikes are... If you guys don't trade up to three, you're not getting a good enough QB, in my opinion. What do you, isn't Penix there? Isn't all these other... Bro, I don't think Penix there? is... I think I I think Penix is at best what Tua was this year, and that's like hoping. I think um, Oregon's quarterback Bo Nix is like twenty five or twenty six. He's gonna suck. I think JJ McCarthy is the big wild card, um, high school state champ, college state champ. I think he's twenty at most twenty one. Very limited throws in college out of that Michigan offense. You might have something there. Maybe in the top five you could get him. But after that, it's Caleb Williams, Drake May. Um, Daniels from LSU top three. That's the top three picks in the draft. I think that's what it's going to be. And I don't know if any of the top three teams would trade out of getting a quarterback because it's the bears, the commanders and the Patriots. So your best bet is trading up for like what a wild card in JJ McCarthy. The Patriots head coach, I think wants to rock with Mac Jones. That's the vibe. What? At least that's what the, pu- that's what the public vibe has been. There's no I'm way. not making that up. I'm not making that up. If that happens, I, I, I would be shell shocked. I read how. That. How could um, you do that? Because maybe he realizes how to use a talented quarterback in Mac Jones that Bill Belichick obviously didn't. I disagree. He's not. I'd take him. Okay, then you you could get him for whatever you wanted to give up. Because maybe that's the move. Then maybe you go get a cast off like a Zach Wilson or a Mac a Mac Jones. No, like I did not say Zach Wilson. But that's same draft Don't class. Put that, you're putting words in my mouth. I could see the Vikings trying to get Justin. I know for a fact Quasey wanted to get Justin. But no, I don't think the Quasey, Bears... It was not Quasey. It was uh, uh, Rick Spielman. Spielman. Well, either way, like, the Vikings were linked. Um, I think he's more talented 
than Mac Jones. I could see you guys trying to get Justin, but why would the Bears trade in division? You know, it's interesting about that. Rick Spielman, who they brought in to Washington to help do the the rebuild, and Rick Spielman did want Fields, and the commanders are quarterback needy. I know they're not going to pass up a chance. No way. But yeah, it just would be the coolest thing ever to send them Fields in the trade uh like if they trade up to one but you also send them fields but they give you something or i don't know i'm i don't look at me that way because i'm just making it up as i go i'm just saying like it would be cool to somehow work something out or like you stay and they take i don't know it's, it's very madden brand but it would just be really <laughs> good for my uh <laughs> good for good for my compartments in my brain <laughs> well is there any other um big talking points we want to hit on before we you know ease into the day we relax a little bit i got a lot of driving tomorrow and then we got a super bowl bro um are you gonna play your fucking a... games so we can yeah get a move I'll play on the game have a safe drive to narlands i have to edit yeah. this and cut it nope and driving to the airport stuff. in st louis have a good time driving to narlands ah! <laughs> four you're a you're an SCLSU mud dog, dude. <laughs> All right. For NFL Mayo, I've been Aiden, and I'm I've a fucking Saluki. He's an SCLSU mud dog. Once a dog, always a dog. All right. Once You're a Saluki, always. You. All right. We're getting out of here. NFL, NFL Mayo. Mayo.